I'll, did you stop by New Southwest and make sure everything was going good up there? Uh, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Good. That was a test. Good. I passed. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stephen Clayton. And I'm Nick Smith. And we have good ideas. So you don't have to. Consider this our proposal to you. This is Investors Needed. You reward yourself with a sip of beer. Yes. Um, no, it was it was fine. It was I was there for three days. Uh, Cynthia came out. We had a nice birthday dinner. Nice. I pl- I played the slot machines. Mm, the one armed bandit. Yeah, walked away from Vegas ten whole dollars ahead. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, take uh, that, the man. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know who to blame uh, Las Vegas on anymore, because ostensibly the mob is no longer running the show. So, like, I can't, I can't blame things on the mob there. Who is the man in Las Vegas nowadays? I don't like, know. Whoever pet, owns the casinos. Like, fucking Teller? Yeah, probably Teller. <laughs> People think it's Penn. But the we all know who's really been, running the yeah, show. There, there have been six pens. They're just interchangeable at this point. It's only one teller. Yeah, freaking! I could go down to the goddamn game store and pick up ten guys with fucking chin beards and ponytails. Yeah. Pens are a dime a dozen. <laughs> Tellers are diamonds in the rough. Yeah. Ah. Which makes you think, you know, why is Teller always the one in danger in the axe? It's a misdirection. They know Teller's not going to get killed. Teller's, the, he just wants you to think that he's in danger. That's exactly right. It's like, uh... He's got you exactly number... where he wants you. Yeah, it's like the number one guy in Spectre calling himself number two. And then the number two guy is called number one. So, misdirection. It's like being the vice president... Every, everyone shooting at the president. The vice president's just sitting there like, yeah, I know who the power behind the throne is. Yeah. Me. <laughs> ah. That's, uh, that was the Walter Mondale story. It's the Joe Biden story. I mean. It is. He's got all the perks and, you know, none of the danger. And he can, you know, cop a feel at a, at a <laughs> army wives luncheon if he wants to. <laughs> if he wants. If Nobody's going to give strike. a shit. Yeah, so, well, he's just the vice president. If the president does it, it's a scandal. If the vice president does it, it's, it's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was that before vice presidents had been invented. Wasn't just like Humphrey Bogart the vice president by default then? Yeah. <laughs> so America's top box office draw gets to be vice president for that administration. Is looking at you, my fellow Americans. There's an amazing picture that I'm sure you've seen of Harry Truman playing a piano, and Lauren Bacall is on top of the piano, like, looking down at him lustily. It's incredible. It's a different time. Different time. Kennedy really ruined that for everybody. Too public. It's, you gotta, gotta maintain the mystique. He opened the kimono, so to speak. (laughs) Literally and figuratively. And figuratively, Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, which one was it that people think now was gay? It Buchanan. wasn't Buch- was it Buchanan or was it Tyler? I don't know about Tyler. I think people think Buchanan was gay. He he was a bachelor. Yeah, 
which basically in the 19th century meant gay. Yeah. Yeah. Confirmed bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had it in my head it was Tyler. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a, 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 a expert in presidential sexuality. I'm not an expert in Buchananology. That <laughs> always... Um, so in the uh, Captain America comics and the movies, there's the character Bucky, who is Cap's friend and then became a, a villain and then a hero. Uh, but his full name was... Uh, or his name was Bucky Barnes, but his full name was James Buchanan Barnes. So his parents named him after James Buchanan. Of all presidents to pick, let's assume you were a parent in the 19-teens when Bucky would ostensibly have been born. Why would you pick James Buchanan? He's probably one of the, like, at bare minimum, like, bottom ten. Oh, yeah, easily. I had, a like, a great-great-uncle along the chain somewhere uh, who, I can't remember what branch of the tree it was on, if it was the uh, uh, Macamas side or the uh, whatever side of the family, but his first and middle name were Millard Fillmore. That might be... If I have children, I might have to name my son. (laughs) Millard Fillmore Smith. Yeah. And then his brother, Mallard Fillmore Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, here's our son, Millard Fillmore. Here's our second son, Mallard Fillmore. He's not as funny as he thinks he is. (laughs) That sounds like a really bad P.G. Wodehouse character. (laughs) Oh, of the New York Fillmore Smiths? (laughs) Yeah, that's what you can do. You you name him uh, Millard Fillmore Smith or Mallard Fillmore Smith, but hyphenate the Fillmore and the Smith, and just like try to. No one's going to fact check if you're descended from Millard Fillmore. You could probably start making that claim. Yeah, why not? Yeah, could pull it off. He might have been from New York State. Could have been. No one's going to check. There's no way of knowing. No. <laughs> no, not at all. I I got on a kick at one point where I had decided, and I'll st- I'll do this eventually. Um, that over the course of my life, I want to read uh, at least one biography of every president. And like I I read Washington and Adams and Jefferson, and I'll do Madison shortly and go on from there. But I did a little cursory searching of like, well, how many biographies are there out there of some of these presidents? Franklin Pierce. Yeah. And I think I found maybe one for Millard Fillmore, and it was just called Millard Fillmore. (laughs) And it was very clearly when you looked at the cover art and then put it side to side with like other presidential biography cover arts, it was very clearly a book in a series of books about presidents that weren't going to merit their own biography. (laughs) Amazon two-star review. Mallard Fillmore. (laughs) Amazon five-star review. Millard Film most. (laughs) Let go of my bell. There we are. It's your own hand! You shouldn't have to yell at your own hand! No, I accidentally 
depressed the bell like onto an envelope and it was like stuck in the bell. It was it was a whole ordeal. Don't We're good. It. Don't depress it. Bring it up. Tell yeah. it it's a good bell. Uh, there there was um in one of the increasingly sort of outlandish Metal Gear Solid games. I think they got to a point where like the secret cabal that runs the United States were all cyborgs or they were all computer programs or something like that. And I really wish that they had been computer programs of like the lesser presidents. Like it had been uh, William Henry Harrison and Rutherford B. Hayes and Millard Fillmore and those guys in there just existing as computer programs running the secrets behind the world. Why Why does everyone think they're such shitty presidents? Because that's what they wanted you to think. Ooh. Yeah. That's good. Yeah? I like that. Well, that that kind of... I guess if we kind of roll off of that, you know... Everyone loves a good conspiracy theory. Um, they're they're really the lifeblood of our democracy. Unfortunately, there's very few good ones. Yeah, not yeah, not yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm wondering, you know, you think about conspiracy theories and where they come from. Well, most of the time, it's someone just looking at something and deciding something crazy is going. On. Like they see a jet stream behind a plane and they think it's poison. Um. I'm wondering if there might not be an opportunity here to step in and really bring some structure to the conspiracy theory development uh, process. You know, maybe, talking about like printing textbooks. I, I think maybe textbooks with uh, photos that are just slightly off. Like there's the famous picture of uh, like the. Uh, VE Day uh, sailor kissing a woman uh, in the streets. Maybe in the background, uh, there's like King a, Kong. Yeah, I was going to say a UFO. <laughs> yeah, King Kong in the background. <laughs> or maybe, uh, maybe there's a like the famous portrait of George Washington, where kind of the bottom is torn off, and we have added back the bottom. And, and he's a merman. Yeah, he's got no legs. He has <laughs> tentacles or uh, or fins of some sort. Yes, I, th- I think we could we could go that. R- and like one out of every thousand textbooks has yeah, that printing in it. That's why they built the first White House swimming pool. They needed somewhere for the president to live. Yeah, <laughs> was he going to sleep in a bed like an animal? <laughs> like an animal? No, he. Uh, you you put that in like one out of every thousand, one out of every ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, books and kind of circulate them that way, and that'll get them going. But I think that the the real money is look. We we live in a service age, on demand. Everything is is bespoke in the way that it can be. I think there's real money in you know if someone is dissatisfied with the conspiracy theories that are out there, we can tailor a conspiracy theory for their needs. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. They they come to us. We can kind of sit down and... Have an cons- interview process? Yeah, we, we consult with them. And uh, it's really, on, on our end, it's mostly listening. We have a couple pointed questions we ask. And uh, after they've rambled at us for, you know, 45 minutes or so, we can kind of just sit back and... Arch our fingers, steeple-like, and say, 
Have you considered the possibility of lizard people? Just watch that sink in. Mm-hmm. And then brush it off and say, oh, I, I, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. The lizard people, I mean, people yeah. wouldn't be too happy to hear yeah. me say that. Yeah. The sauropods that I work for. I like that. Just kind of steering people towards yetis. Yeah. Right into the, the waiting mouth of the conspiracy yeti. Yeah. Because, I mean, if we're working for anybody, we're working for Big Yeti. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's the only conspiracy to buy into. It's all, um... I mean, people believe what they want to believe. They're going to buy into the things that they're already predisposed to buy into. We just got to give them a little push. Mm-hmm. And then once they're really bought in, um... Number one, we can furnish the conspiracy for them and like help them flesh it out over sessions, and those will be paid consultancies. But the real money is like, you know, you should tell people about this. Would you like to buy some of these placards that we have? Mm-hmm. I have kind of a spinoff idea of that. Yeah, yeah, let's go with it. What if we found, like, a village near a mountain? And we maybe took some actions to lead the people in the village to believe that there was an actual Yeti living in the caves up in the mountains. (laughs) And convinced the people that the Yeti needed, like, sorts of tributes. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, just throwing that out there. I mean... Well, I I think, um, first of all, I applaud the initiative. Uh, Second, I think that, you know, we want to find a good mountain town, somewhere reachable but remote, um, a place where there are people coming in and out, but maybe kind of a a relatively small local stable population. Um, Jackson, Colorado. I was going to say Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I like Colorado because um, there's the whole weed thing and people yeah, kind of get like true. panicky. They're, they're already ready to buy in. I, but... Yeti was looking in my window, man. <laughs> um, but then the sec- the secondary component. I mean, yeah, we we try to sort of gradually nudge people toward the idea of paying tribute to the Yeti in uh, doubloons or, you know, goats or whatever they want to put up there. But I think the the real thing that we do is once we kind of get that going and give it a few years to sink in, uh, that's when we come to town, carpets in our bags, and say, hey, I think there's the opportunity for uh, a little Yeti-based tourism here. And we set up a little pocket tourist industry. We can make this small Colorado town the Yeti capital of North America. You know what is a, a community that I'm sure is is thriving? What is it? The town closest to Loch Ness. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Exactly. There's fucking little monsters for sale everywhere. Damn right. Uh-huh. We got to bootstrap one of these. Yeah. We we can't wait for one of these to just crop up naturally. We got to make this happen. Yeah. So you, yep. So you you come to town, you stay at the uh, the abominable inn, um, 
<laughs> and we can save money because we'll just say, well, the service is abominable. <laughs> Best Yelp review of the place ever. <laughs> service was abominable. Bre- breakfast was adequate. Um, yeah, uh, start stocking the gift shops up. Uh, open like a little tavern called Bigfoot's. Mm-hmm. And, well, yeah, uh, this isn't a Bigfoot. This is a Yeti. Yeah, but Let's they're see. not going to know that. People are going to confuse see. this stuff. We don't want to be mixed up with all those Bigfoot crazies. Okay. We want to. We want to have our own brand. I guess that's true. There's not a Finding Yeti show on the History Channel. <laughs> I've never made that connection before. I'm How fucking pre- preposterous that is. I'm pretty sure it's the History Channel. I think you're right. It might be the Learning Channel. Let me see. <laughs> Finding Bigfoot. Uh, tell me it's the History Channel. Come either on. Way, either way. Finding Bigfoot. Uh, no. Oh. Uh, I don't know if this is worse or better. It's Discovery? Animal Planet. <laughs> I mean, the people that are looking for Bigfoot are animals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll set aside the Bigfoot stuff. We'll set aside the Wendigos. Watch the wild Bigfoot hunter as he <laughs> wanders through the woods. It's, there, it's really a long-running <laughs> documentary series about mental illness. <laughs> Um, no, so we, we have like our gift shop swag, our inn, our tavern. Uh, we we have tours, kind of guided tours through the hills. Mm. Yeah. Um, I feel like we can hire some local high school kids to uh, to dress up in Yeti costumes. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, peek through people's windows or just a lumber around the street. Yeah, but we have to sign them to to very, very, very strict NDAs. Yes, yeah, very, very strict NDAs, and also uh, make them sign a liability waiver that, in the event of really anything happening, they were acting on their own volition. Yeah, and you know, all personal maybe, injuries. Maybe bug their phones. Or, oh, idea. Idea to help prevent yeah. them from getting the word out. As part of the job, part of a per- part of a way to attract people mm-hmm. to, to, to this job, we offer them free phones. That's good. And then they're bugged. And then they're bugged. Yetis were bugging my phone, man! Maybe make it impossible to type the word Yeti on that phone. <laughs> So I like that. I, and I, I like the idea. So there are... It just as a hard reboot the second you type the I. Yeah. There are, um, like, custom keyboards you can buy on the App Store for your phone. And I like the idea of of selling a keyboard that won't type certain words under any circumstances. So, like, you type Yeti and hard reboot. Yeah. <laughs> Try to type it again. Your phone is bricked. Yeah. Go buy a new phone. I'm sorry, you should have read the rules. 
you know we don't talk about this. Yeah. Uh, I I like that idea, and I, I like... So we, we have the high schoolers, we have the tours, we have all that. Um, I'm trying to think of other ways we could branch this idea out locally. I don't want to I don't want to franchise it because I, I feel like if every state has a, a Yeti town, then it loses a bit of its allure. It's like there's not a Disneyland in every state. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm wondering if we can either kind of monetize this through media deals. Um, like how, how can we well, spread our tentacles here? Couple things. Number one, maybe if we could do something, if we could, you know, have a, a, a flagship location of a potential fast food franchise there. Okay. Okay. Yeti Burger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe not burgers. Yeti's, you know. Maybe, uh, yeah, what, what do Yetis eat? Suvlaki? There's not, as far as I know, there is not a franchise uh, big restaurant in this country that does fast falafel. Just saying. It's true. It's true. I feel like that's something that wouldn't be terribly hard to do. Yeah, yeah. So fast falafel. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of seed the rumor that that's that's what Yetis eat, or maybe it's made of Yeti meat. Well, their origins were in the the Middle East, in the Orient, as it were. Ooh, that's ping pong. This mysterious yeah. creature from the Far East. Yeah, I, I like the idea of bringing back some early 20th century, 20th century Orientalism to this restaurant experience. I don't see how this could possibly no. go wrong. No, not at all. Okay, so I, I like... Um, like the idea of maybe a, a fast food franchise that comes out of there. We have to be very, very careful to make it appear that this was just founded locally and spread over time, like the folks at McDonald's made it appear. Yeah, well, I'm sure we can find some guy to be complicit as the you know founder and CEO eventually. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, we pull him aside and say, "Hey, we want you to manage this restaurant, and we're planning to take this." You know, nationwide, mm-hmm. and you will get the credit as the founder and CEO. Like, what's the name of the guy that founded McDonald's? Like Ray Coke or something like that. Yeah. Like, you can be this if you just keep your trap shut and do your job. Yeah, that sounds like any standard. Uh, I feel like sort of negotiation to become. I feel like I feel like that shouldn't be too difficult to do. No, no, generous stock grants. Hmm. Yeah, that's totally doable. Hey, kid, you want to get rich? There. Yeah. You've been working on that voice. <laughs> you kids I'm, not saying I, I'm not saying I use it a lot, but... You kids want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so, small Colorado town... Yeti-based conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Franchise it through fast food. 
Yeah. I like it. And another way, if we wanted to make more of these towns, just, you know, find something different. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe yeah. find some pond in Arkansas somewhere and just do just a straight-up American Loch Ness. Yep. Or uh, something down close God, to the... God knows that Arkansas needs tourism. Yeah. Can, I can't think of any reason to go to Arkansas. Uh, is, is the Clinton Library there? That's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the biggest tourist draw in the state. <laughs> I like the idea Basically, of... the only reason to go there is if you're related to somebody that lives there. Yeah. I like the idea... How about... Um... Is there, like, any sizable body of water near the Clinton Library in Arkansas? Like, can we just kind of piggyback off of that? I haven't seen blueprints of the plot. I don't really... I I would have to consult my geologist. Can we just, like, start a rumor that Bill Clinton is keeping a monster in a body of water near his library? And that he built the library there to appease the monster? We could absolutely do that. And failing that, um, I mean, it's it's kind of like downgrading from the A list to the low B, high C list. But if we can't get Clinton on board, uh, there's always Huckabee. So Huckabee. He's keeping a monster. I just crit- picture. I can just picture Bill Clinton like dressed up like he works at SeaWorld, like just tossing <laughs> fish to the monster. <laughs> That's his baby. Yeah. Everyone's got to have a hobby. <laughs> I mean, come on. You, le- you leave the presidency at a relatively young age. What are you going to do? Here's here's a thought. Okay. Maybe Bill Clinton is a shapeshifter. <laughs> and he is the sea monster. They call him Slick Willie. Why? How do you think he got so slick? His body's slick to to glide through the water. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's uh, that's airtight. Wow, that uh, suddenly everything becomes so clear. Just an idea. Yeah. Um. So okay, the beautiful so part of conspiracy theories is that they don't have to be true. Yeah, well, and if if you just put the idea out there, the the theorist will flesh it out themselves in time. Yeah, like they'll fi- they'll figure out how this ties back to the Freemasons. And... Yeah, I mean, what? Just figure out where the Clinton, what hotel the Clintons are staying at. Pay the housekeeping; they'll leave a bunch of fish skeletons behind. <laughs> Tip, it's tip not off, that difficult. Tip off like a, a third-rate uh, newspaper photographer. Hey, I think you should get over to the Clinton Hotel. Mm-hmm. Look in the garbage. Next day, front page, National Enquirer. 200 fish skeletons found in Bill Clinton's garbage can. <laughs> Police are baffled. <laughs> 